One woman, one horse, one goal. 48 states for domestic violence awareness. Hello and welcome to Have Horse Will Travel, the official podcast for the Centaur Ride. I'm Meredith Cherry and this is my co-host Apollo. This episode is all about how I pack, what I carry on the ride, and other considerations for my tack and my gear. The major limitation that I face when packing for my ride is that I only have one horse. I don't have a pack horse or much less a string of pack horses. And also I don't have a support vehicle following along that can carry stuff for me. So everything that I need to bring has to fit on the saddle and it cannot be too bulky or too heavy for it to fit and for me to also ride in the saddle and be dangerous or even uncomfortable for Apollo to carry. I would still try to make everything as compact and as light as possible, even if I had another way to carry my stuff than just on Apollo. But it's an especially important consideration with just a saddle horse and no additional way to carry stuff. Most people, when they're looking at the limits of what a horse can carry, just talk about the weight. And that is, I would agree, the most important factor. You cannot put too much weight on a horse's back or you will hurt them. There are different calculations involved and suggested by different people on what calculation is the best calculation to figure that out. 20% is generally what most people agree on, but that is really too much for if you're doing a ride such as this where it's day after day after day for months and months and months. 20% is more what a horse can carry all told with the saddle and the bags and the rider for several days, maybe a short trip, but not for an entire year of riding. They wear down. It's just too much. There are other calculations that have been made about circumference of the leg bones that are more complicated. I've never tried that calculation, and I can't give my own opinion about whether or not it's valid in my experience. But looking at the 20% thing, I definitely try to keep Apollo's total weight that he carries at less than 20% by as much as possible. The closer that I get to 20%, For example, in the early spring and late fall, it's colder, and so I need to have a little bit more gear to deal with the colder temperatures, and so the pack weight goes up a little bit. Still keeping it under 20%, but I can tell those extra few pounds make a big difference. Also, I tend to accumulate things, as everybody does. I'm sure you can recall the last time you moved, and where did all that stuff come from? You didn't own that many boxes of things last time you moved before that. It also happens on the road. It's often little things like a brochure I picked up at a museum that I stopped at, or a t-shirt that somebody gave me, or any number of other things that are little, and individually they don't make a real difference, but After some time, they start to add up to a couple of pounds, and then it's time to mail those things home. But as I mentioned, there is a second factor involved of figuring out how much a horse can carry, and that is also bulk. Because there is only so much room in the packs 
and there's only so much space on Apollo's back. Even if I hung extra bags, there's a limit on how many extra bags I can hang on him. If everything in there was super, super light and he could carry more weight, there is still a limitation on the volume of things that I could fit on there. So I do have to keep that in consideration also. So both of these factors, weight and volume, were important considerations and still are when I decide what exactly I'm going to pack. And also for the tack, which would be saddle, saddle pad, that kind of thing. I also keep that in mind for when I was selecting the tack itself, as well as the gear. Now, some people have asked why I don't have a pack horse. I've even been offered several times to be given a second horse. They didn't offer to give me a pack saddle and the panniers and other things I would have needed to put on the pack horse. But even if the entire thing was free, I would not accept. And there are several reasons for that. I'm not opposed to the idea of a pack horse, generally speaking. There are situations that pack horses are a good idea, but my ride is not a good idea. And here is why. The main reason is that most of my ride is done along roads, and a lot of these roads are very busy roads. And at least once a day, maybe less now that Apollo's very experienced, but it's still fairly frequently, there are times where he gets scared. Not out and out running for the hills scared, but he might jump a little. And if there were two horses there in that situation, I would not only have to be keeping him safe and myself safe, but I would also have to be keeping the second pack horse safe in that scary situation. And one horse starting to spook can listen to their rider and say, oh, the rider is confident and calm and in charge here and I will calm down and listen to my human. But when two horses spook together, it's a different dynamic and they often tend to feed off of each other with that fear energy. And so it's a little harder to calm them down. But even if you were to assume that both of them listen to you well enough, just as well as one horse would, there's just the physical dynamic of trying to deal with two half-ton animals in traffic. And that's no fun. I would not want to have to deal with that. There are also times that I am in places that are kind of narrow, restricted in the amount of space that I have, such as along a busy road with no shoulder, and we're just kind of squeezed on the side there. Having another horse would make it even tighter. And so I would not want to have to deal with a second horse in that situation. And then finally, a second horse is a whole nother huge expense. This is an awareness ride. It's not a fundraising ride, but I do fundraise for the ride to cover my minimal expenses. I have myself to feed and very basic living expenses like replacing my sunscreen when I use it up and that kind of thing, maintaining my website fees and podcasting fees and that kind of thing. Not a lot per month, but they're still there. It's not free to live anywhere. And horses are not cheap. Of course, I don't have any boarding expense with this traveling lifestyle, except in the winter. But during the spring, summer, and fall, there's no boarding expense. 
I often don't have a feed expense except for his supplements because most people provide feed for him out of the kindness of their hearts wherever I stop for the night. But I do have to buy his supplements. I do have to buy his dewormer. I do have to pay for vet inspections about every month, which is a legal thing and also just a good idea. I have to have his feet trimmed once a month. Often the farriers will not charge me for that, but sometimes they do. And odds and ends. If I had a second horse, I would also have to pay for their expenses, their vet stuff, their farriers, their supplements. Additionally, I'm not sure that with a second horse, people would be quite as willing to be as generous with their feed. And so there might be additional feed expenses. I hope that doesn't sound like I'm trying to take advantage to people. That's just the reality of how things are. I do offer to pay for feed, but generally people don't want me to pay for feed. They want to help like this. But if there were two horses, that would be asking a lot. Another factor about having only one horse versus two is that two horses gets to be a problem with finding suitable assistance for whatever I need as far as places to stay, most importantly. Often I've stayed somewhere where it's fine for one horse, but if I had a second horse, it wouldn't have worked. For example, Apollo has stayed in quite a few backyards. I'm not sure it would work if there were two horses to put in those backyards. There have been lots of places where someone will say, oh, I have an extra stall, or I have somewhere small like that, that would only really be suitable for one horse to fit in. If you tried to squeeze two horses in there, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be safe. It wouldn't be comfortable for the horses. And so I would have to turn down those kinds of people. So one horse really is the way for me to go. So keeping my limitations in mind, I have five bags that I can fit on Apollo. And in those five bags, I have all of my supplies that I need, all of Apollo's supplies for things to take care of him, all of my emergency supplies for, obviously, for emergencies, and that's it. So I am going to quickly run through what I have in each of those bags. And some of the things I will categorize and not list out each individual tiny item, but you'll get the point. I also have on my YouTube channel a video showing these things, not the inside of the bags, but showing you all of what I put on Apollo and how I attach it. Starting in the front, when I'm sitting in the saddle, what would be in front of me, I have one bag, or rather it's kind of a pair of bags, but it's one bag unit. It's one item when I pick it up. It's all attached, but it has two pockets, one on each side of the horse. And so this bag with two big pockets is a pommel bag or a horn bag, depending on what you want to call it. It's the same thing. And it has in it on the right side, first aid for both myself and for Apollo, a water bottle for me, and a very small water filter and iodine tablets just in case I need to drink unpurified water, which so far I haven't ever had to do, but I still carry that just in case. The first aid kit is very basic. It's mostly things that are for nothing serious. 
except for I do carry Banamine for Apollo in case he colics. And I have bandages and vet wrap. But everywhere that I ride, since I'm not in the wilderness and I'm riding through towns and through populated areas, and even in the rural areas, there's still farms around. There's still vets that service that area. I don't really have to pack too much first aid because anywhere I go, there will be a local vet that I'm within their service area. So I don't have to carry a lot of first aid. I just have to carry enough first aid to take care of any sort of problems initially until a vet can get there. On the left side of that horn bag, I have things that I use daily for the ride and things that I might need to access during the ride. Most things I need to access during the ride I actually keep on my person, but I'll talk about that in a bit. So larger things that I can't keep on my body, I keep in this bag. So that includes Apollo's grooming kit, so his curry comb and his brush and his comb. I keep his fly spray and my mosquito and tick repellent. And if it's a really hot day, I keep an extra disposable water bottle in there. I also keep my sunglasses in there. Usually I'm wearing my sunglasses, but... I have the case in there at least. It's a hard case so that when I do have to store them, they don't get smashed. And this left side has a little bit extra space, actually a fair amount of extra space in it. So anytime that I have something I need to store really quickly in the middle of a day's ride, I can shove it in there. For example, if I stop somewhere and decide to pick up a snack for later, I can put it in there. Or... Occasionally, somebody will come and find me and bring me a sandwich or something, which is such a nice treat. I love it when people do that. But it's not always time for me to eat a sandwich. I might not be hungry right then, and so I'll put it in there. If I stop at a crisis center or a women's shelter or some other domestic violence organization such as that, if they give me anything like brochures or Like I said, sometimes people give me t-shirts or things like that. I have enough space I can put it in that little extra room there and then I can reorganize or ship things home later. Also on the front of the saddle, I have two bags that hang from the saddle on carabiners. And I also have another water bottle that I hang on a carabiner from the saddle. And that water bottle is the one that I'm actually actively drinking out of and the ones in the bags are replacement water. So when I finish that one, I can switch them out. And because you're probably wondering, no, I don't carry water for Apollo. He drinks too much for me to carry, and I sip it throughout the day, but he drinks a lot at once. And so whenever it's been a couple hours, then I'll start looking for somewhere for him to drink. Or if I see somewhere, that's easy access water for him. I'll just see if he wants any. But he usually doesn't want any for a few hours at least once we're on the road for the day. And so I can always find him somewhere to drink. Either if we can get down to a creek, he can drink out of that. Or I'll just ask somebody. I'll stop at a farm or someone's home or a business and ask if I can give him water. And so I do carry... A bucket for him, but that's in a bag behind the saddle, in a bag that I'll talk about in a little bit. So there's the water bottle hanging and there's the two bags hanging. The bag on the left and the bag on the right are both waterproof. 
They are the kind of bags that were, I think, originally designed for water sports like kayaking or river rafting, where you want to keep all of your gear dry in case you tip your boat. So they're very waterproof. And these bags, I switch back and forth depending on the weight balance for the day, because one of the bags contains Apollo supplements. And depending on how new the bag is, the bag is more or less heavy. And so sometimes I'll move it to his left or move it to his right side, depending on what he needs for the day, if it would be more comfortable for him to have it left or right. But that bag just has his supplements in it. I don't carry any grain for him because it's very heavy and very inefficient for space. He eats a lot of grain and I just can't carry that. I usually stay with people or at horse businesses where there is grain available. And so I just use theirs. And yes, he does switch grain every day, sometimes every meal. And he's totally fine with that. I will be discussing why that is in a future episode. The bulk of the supplements that I carry and the heaviest of the supplements that I carry is Cool Calories, which is, by the way, not sponsored. The Cool Calories are a weight supplement. It's just granulated fat and it works fabulously for Apollo. I highly recommend it. I've tried other weight supplements and they didn't work Again, I'll talk about all this in a later episode when I talk about feeding Apollo, but that's his major supplement that he gets every day, every meal. He also has electrolytes that I carry. He usually gets those once a day. If it's super hot, he gets extra. If he's been sweating a lot or if he needs extra electrolytes, then he'll get more. And I also carry some essential oils that I put in his feed. The other bag that hangs off the saddle. I call it my layers bag. It's the bag that has my windbreaker slash rain jacket, my rain pants, my warm jacket, my sweatshirt, and my long sleeve t-shirt, and my warm gloves in case my regular riding gloves are not warm enough. And it also has some disposable hand warmers and toe warmers that I only carry in the colder seasons in the early spring and late fall, the rest of the time, he doesn't have to carry those as well. But those layers all go in that bag. And that way, if I get cold or hot and I need to change what I'm wearing, add layers, take off layers, use a hand warmer, whatever, it's really easy to access in this bag that's just clipped to the saddle. All the other bags are strapped on really well, and so they're harder to get into, except the horn bag, but that's little pockets. So anything that would be big enough of a pouch to carry a sweatshirt and whatnot is hard to get into. So I have this hanging bag for those. So that's three of the bags. Moving behind the saddle, I have two more bags. Of those two bags, the bottom one is like the horn bag where it's one unit, but it has two pouches in it. And so it kind of looks like two bags when it's on Apollo, but it's actually just one with two sections. And so that hangs on either side of his hips. And the second bag behind the saddle is the cantle bag that looks like a duffel bag. And that sits on the top of his back above the other one. Starting with the cantle bag, the one that looks like a duffel, that is the bag that I put all of my camping gear in. 
and also the remainder of Apollo's supplies. So you'll recall there are some supplies for Apollo in the horn bag, like his grooming supplies and his fly spray and first aid, but anything that's larger that's for him or that I wouldn't need during the ride. So things I would only need in the evening for him go in the Cantle bag. So in that bag, I have my ultralight backpacker's tent. I also have a good down sleeping bag that compacts really nice and is very lightweight. And I have an air mat. I don't have to use the tent very often. Most places I stay, I'm offered somewhere to sleep indoors. But there are still times that I need it. So I do have to carry it for those times. The sleeping bag I do use more often because it comes in handy when I'm offered a place to sleep on a couch, for example. And that's it for camping supplies. I used to carry more camping supplies, but I've not had to sleep as rough as I had expected that I might when I started the ride. And I've found that a lot of the camping stuff I was carrying, I have never used. And so I don't carry a cook stove. I have used the cook stove when I did carry it. I used it once in the two years that I was carrying it. And then I said, why am I carrying this? Even in the instances where I really should have cooked myself dinner using it, I was just too tired and I didn't want to deal with it. And so I ate granola bars. I don't carry food that needs cooked. I don't carry backpacking dehydrated meals or anything like that. And I don't carry a cook stove. If I need to eat in the evening more than granola bars, I'll either ask someone for a ride to wherever's closest to get something to eat, or I'll eat granola bars. I eat a lot of granola bars or protein bars. Other stuff that's in that duffel bag includes Apollo's bell boots. I don't put bell boots on him very often, but in some cases where he stays, there's a risk of him running really hard in a big pasture and I'm okay with that as long as the pasture's safe for it but he once upon a time before I bought bell boots overreached and stepped on the back of his front foot with his back foot and cut himself and it could have been prevented if he was wearing bell boots and so now anytime I think there's a risk I put those on just to prevent injuries. I used to carry hobbles and also a picket line, but I have gradually gotten rid of both of those over the years. He can use both, but I've never really needed it. Also, he's not good at hobbling, or maybe he's too good at hobbling. He has figured out how he can go real fast with the hobbles on, so they don't really restrain him, and so it's not worth the extra weight of carrying them when it's not going to keep him from wandering off in the night if there's no fence. So now I only stay somewhere where there is fencing for him or a stall or a round pen or something to keep him from wandering off into the great beyond while I'm asleep. In the other bags that go behind the saddle, the lower ones that have a section on either side of his rump, I have all of my personal items. This is the bag where I put things that I need when I'm done with the ride for the day. And so it's all organized by use so that it's easier when I get where I'm going to just bring what I need wherever I'm going to be 
going myself and where Apollo will be and where I'll be saddling in the morning and everything can be all ready in the morning and it keeps me all organized and less chance I'll leave something behind. So in this bag with my personal things, I have my clothing. I carry four days worth of clothing. I could probably get away with carrying three or even two days worth of clothing, but I don't like doing laundry that much. And I have bathing suit, which sounds kind of silly, I guess. A lot of people are surprised when they invite me to go swimming somewhere that I actually have a bathing suit with me. But most of the time I'm riding in warm weather and it has happened often that I'm invited to go somewhere that requires a bathing suit. So I have a bathing suit. Again, that's a very small and lightweight item. I do not carry a towel though and that saves a lot of bulk. I used to carry one of those really lightweight camping towels but I hated it. So I was always asking to borrow a towel anyway. And I thought, why am I carrying this little extra piece of fabric? So I mailed it home. I also carry my toiletries. So toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoo, band-aids. I have gotten more blisters that I can count. And so I have blister bandages and also regular band-aids. You might expect those to be in the first aid kit, but I use them so much that I actually just keep them with my toothbrush because I use it every day, sometimes like my toothbrush. So there you go. In my personal bag, I have also all of the things that I need for keeping up with keeping track of this ride and sharing it with you guys. So I have a journal that I write down the things that happened to me during the day, like the interesting things or the scary things or the stories that I have about the day. And then I also have a separate logbook where I write down data. So I write down for each day how many miles I went, how many miles that makes total, what the date is, who I'm staying with, where I started that day, where I ended, what the weather was like, what the terrain was like and the roads were like, how Apollo's doing, how I'm doing, all sorts of things like that so that later I can look back and add up my miles. I can look back and find somebody's name or contact information if I need to. I can look up if Apollo has some problem. I can look back at his health history and anything that happened that might have triggered the problem. When I get his monthly health checks, I have the whole month of his health written down in case there's any question, as well as everywhere that I've stayed. I also have paper maps which, as I discussed in the episode about my maps, I don't use them for the details of the roads. They're just state maps that show the towns. What they are for is that when someone emails me or Facebook messages me or calls me and says, hey, I heard about you. I would like to invite you to come stay with me. I can say, great, let me look on my map, where are you, and put a little star on the map where they're at with their name, and then I can see where they fit into my schedule and my route, whether they're not even close to where I'm going or if they are, and then I can approximate how long it'll be until I get there. And then as I get close to them, I can start using that paper map to plan out my route in more detail. I only carry the maps for the states that I'll be going to for the next month or so. And every month I mail home the finished ones and then I get new ones for the upcoming month or so. 
I also carry a very small lightweight laptop and that is important for keeping up with you guys so that I can take care of podcasting, I can take care of my social media and my website, all that kind of stuff. I do a lot of it on my phone, but I can't do all of it on my phone. So the rest of it, I need an actual computer for, and I feel like that's kind of a heavy thing to ask Apollo to carry, but it doesn't make it too heavy for him overall, and it's important, so I make an allowance for it. I also carry in my personal bag my extra granola bars and protein bars and electrolytes for myself. You know, you have to buy a box of bars in a full box, right? Like, so however many are in there, six or eight or ten or whatever. But I can't fit all of those in my pockets. And so the rest of them go in this bag. For electrolytes, I carry Propel packets, which are powdered electrolytes that when you mix them with water, then you have an electrolyte energy type drink. It's not energy because it doesn't have, you know, caffeine or whatever in it. It's just electrolytes. But that way I can carry enough to mix up an electrolyte drink for myself for a while, a couple weeks or a month or in the summer. I go through them, of course, faster than in the fall. I don't use them at all. So I do carry those. So that's pretty much it for my personal bag. So that's all of the gear and supplies that I fit in his bags. But that's not everything I carry because I also carry things on myself. I wear a safety vest that is bright yellow for visibility and it has a lot of pockets. And in these pockets, I put all the things that I would need while I'm riding that I need quick access to and are small enough to fit in a pocket. And also in the pockets, I have anything I might need in an emergency if I was to fall off and Apollo ran away and I needed to call for help or I needed to fend for myself until help arrived. Luckily, that's never happened, but I still need to be prepared. So in my pockets, I have a multi-tool, like a Leatherman. I don't know if it's Leatherman brand, but people are familiar with that brand. So it's like that with pliers and a screwdriver and wire cutters and little knife and stuff. I have string because you never know when you're going to need string. I actually have two strings. I have a shoestring and I have bailing twine. So it depends on what I need it for. One or the other is more useful, but I have found both to be so useful for different situations that I carry both. So one shoestring and one piece of bailing twine. I have a tick tool to remove ticks from myself or Apollo. I have pepper spray, which I didn't used to carry. I don't really feel like I necessarily need to carry it, but it was given to me and it doesn't hurt to have it just in case. The closest I've come to needing it was actually for a very aggressive dog that started to chase us. And I thought I was going to have to pepper spray the dog before it attacked Apollo, but I didn't. The dog stopped chasing us before I actually got the pepper spray out and aimed, but I was in the process of reaching for it when the dog decided not to chase us anymore. So I was kind of glad at that moment that I had the option if I had needed it. I also carry snacks and my electrolytes in one of my pockets. So I've got several granola and protein bars and any other snacky things I've picked up recently. If it's not too hot, I might have a packet of M&Ms or something like that. 
one of the most miserable moments that I've had in this ride where I just was ready to quit and I was just so fed up with everything and I just couldn't do it anymore and I cried and cried and cried. I remembered that I had a packet of M&Ms in my pocket and I ate those M&Ms and I felt so much better. I have a waterproof case of business cards that I keep full because lots of people stop and ask what I'm doing and so I give them a business card. I also carry Apollo's health papers in case I ever get stopped and asked for them. Never have, but I keep them on me so that they're safest and less likely to get lost and easy to access should I ever need them. And in my back pocket, I carry a waterproof journal that I call my friendship book. And this is where anyone that I stay with or that I meet along the way that's just super nice and helpful, I ask them to write in my friendship book. And this way, later, I can look back and think about them. And it's just a nice thing to have. I think a lot of people like to write in it and I enjoy reading it. So I carry that in my pocket just in case I need it along the way. And if anyone that I stayed with is listening to this podcast and didn't sign my book, really sorry I forgot to ask you. It does happen sometimes. Finally, on my vest, I carry a GPS, not to look at for maps because it doesn't have a screen. I can't see anything on it, but rather it's a tracking GPS. So it sees where I am. I turn it on in the morning when I start riding and I turn it off at night where I get where I'm going. And so along the road, it's keeping track of my route, which is nice for record keeping. And it's also for safety in case something was to happen, then I could be found. It's also nice because it has an emergency button on it so that if I did have an emergency and needed emergency services, I could just hit the button. I wouldn't have to pull out my phone. Speaking of my phone, I guess that's not the last thing because I also carry my phone. The phone goes in my vest pocket because often I need to make a call or receive a call. And also, as I said, if there was an emergency, I think it would be really awful if I fell off and Apollo ran away and I needed to call for help and he had my phone. So I do not recommend anyone ever stick their phone in their saddlebags if you're going out on a trail ride, especially if you're by yourself, but just anyway. If you have a phone with you and you're going to have service, keep it on you somewhere in a fanny pack. They have those little armbands or leg bands that you could put it in there or something. That's my little safety tip for the day. You might be wondering how I keep my phone charged. I do get asked that quite a lot. I charge it like you charge it in the wall. As I said, I usually stay at people's homes or at barns or other places that are electrified and have wall outlets. So I just plug it in and charge it for overnight. Occasionally that's not possible, such as when I stayed with an Amish family. Obviously did not have electricity in the guest room that I was staying in. And so I have a backup battery that I can charge off of if I need to. It's really tiny and only holds enough juice for one or maybe two charges, but it's enough because I very rarely have to go more than a day without charging my phone. 
and I'm very careful with my battery use during the day so that I don't run out in the middle of the day. And if I really had to, I could stretch it for at least two days without charging. So that pretty well covers it for what I pack and how I pack it. As I said, there is a YouTube video if you would like to see how all of this actually fits on Apollo. I will also include a photo on my website and links for both of those are in the description for this episode. So check those out or just go to my website www.centaurride.org C-E-N-T-A-U-R-I-D-E dot O-R-G and of course subscribe to this podcast and keep listening to future episodes of Have Horse Will Travel. They're released weekly. And so until next time, bye-bye.